All right, we'll go. Me live. Live. Coffee regular on the patio. Got that press. Got that sheets original. Yes. Yeah, I went home to the PA, so I had to uh, had to give me some sheets coffee. <laughs> Having with some what cacao and butter? Yeah, cacao and butter oh, today. Yeah. We haven't done that in a while. Yeah. Banana tree is looking huge. I think you snapped a pic of me next to it. Yeah. It dwarfs I'm, me. It dwarf, yeah, it's funny because it doesn't look so big when you're up here. Right. Then you go stand next to it and it's like 20 feet tall. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Uh, oh, yeah, that coffee. Hmm, that job. Good today. That brown, good stuff. Hmm. Mm, yeah. Hmm. Hope everyone's having a wonderful, it's what, Monday today. It By is the time Monday. you listen to this, it might be like Friday, so yeah. have like a great week. Uh-huh. All oh, that jazz. Coffee's not not quite. Well, it's kind of hot. You'll get it. You'll get there. Mm. I was going for a gradual melt mm. so that we could keep pouring. Mm. There we go. Fish. Um, mm. So, what are we getting into today? The subject is kind of interesting. Oh, so, I was thinking about this and I had to, I had to toss this out. Oh, and I want your thoughts. So, infinite imagination within, within a sandbox. Mm-hmm. So, like limitations. But having infinite imagination within a certain amount of limitations. As I was watching this interview on um, a show called Off Camera with Sam Jones with Dar- Robert Downey Jr. And I guess him and, da- him and J- Downey, Robert Downey Jr. are buddies. So they talk like friends, not mm-hmm. just like someone interviewing. Right, right. And uh, he was, uh, Robert Downey Jr. was talking about how a director, like, directors sort of keep him, like, like lasso him in a little bit. Yeah. They don't let him get too wild, but he's like, they gotta give me a little bit wild, but they gotta like, let, they gotta give me a sandbox to play in. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I go outside that sandbox. And I started messing with that idea, and um, I was like, oh, that's that's cool. But then the other day, um, one of my one of my students that I do um, kind of strength conditioning and like I don't know life coaching to a point with because he's like twenty, just turned twenty three. Young but, blood. Um, yeah, he's in uh, he's in college. Semester's getting ready to start. And he was coming over and kind of putting together his next tra- training phase. But he's like, I'm going to be going to school. There's a chance I'm working 60 hours a week. I still want to be able to train and run. And I'm like, you can do it. I'm like, we can do that. I was like, but um, I can't give you anything today. And he's like, why? I said, because I have no idea where you're going to be at each day. I said, so here's what I need you to do. And so I kind of gave him a sandbox to play in. I said, um... First, you got to have a wake-up routine and a, a bedtime routine. And you get up the same time every day, Monday through Friday. And you have the same thing that you do every day when you get up. All right, then, I don't care what time you go to bed, because schedule shift, but you need to have a solid bedtime routine. So, you know, get Jamie's on, brush teeth, watch Batman, read, go to bed, right? So that you can bookend your day. So that mm-hmm. will do two things. One, that will sort of help you get up easy help you go to sleep on cue because you give yourself a cue to fall asleep mm-hmm. then also reduce your anxiety throughout your day because you have a wild ass day you got to book an end. end you got to have you got to have a beginning and an end yeah because you're not freaking out about shit mm-hmm. and i said then i also um i like to have a, a benchmark so bookends and benchmarks i also do like i say put a coffee break in your day sure where you just make the good coffee, sit and do Keep the nothing for however much time that you have to do that. Mm-hmm. And whatever time, does, I mean, sometimes same time of day is cool, but um, put that in. Mm-hmm. Because then that just kind of keeps you calm. Yep, I agree. Consistent things, boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. All right, so I was like, play with that. And then the other thing I need you to do is tell me where you're at each day. That here on Monday, you know, I have time to work out and I'm here. Here on Tuesday... This is like, all right, I figured my schedule out. I'm going to train this time, but I'm here. Like That way I can give you stuff that's, that works in your environment. Because mm-hmm. I can just give you a program, but if you can't do any of it or half of it, or it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's nothing. So like, I need parameters to be able to program, but you need parameters to be able to live. Yeah. Because if you're like, working a really hectic schedule... What kind of jobs are you doing? It's like... In school uh, and 60 hours a week. That's kind of crazy. Uh, food. Okay. Serving, serving the foods. Slinging that. Yeah, slinging that food. Slinging them hitters, those yeah. hamburgers. Yeah, serving that food at that hall, you know what I'm Love saying? It. I don't know it's anything. Tight. 
I don't know anything about OSU, so I don't know what Word. mess hall he is, but I do know the dude who runs it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all good, but it's just, you know, you got to learn how to handle that busy schedule. Yeah, that's crazy, though. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, you throw, it's like trying to fit a, you know, square block in a round hole. It's just not going to happen, like, you know? Yeah. But you make just, it happen. Just having that infinite imagination within a particular sandbox of now I can apply, you know, once I have. You know, I've given him some, I've given him like a parameter to work with. Mm -hmm. And so he'll be able to sort of stay calm and have a productive day and not be like trying to like worry about the next thing before he's done with this thing kind of bit, right? Yeah. So I'm trying to lay down that groundwork, but I'm also trying to get him to give me a solid, like predictable schedule. So you can actually. So that I can actually program for him yeah. and get better. But that's a, you know, kind of fit my imagination into that hole you know, mm -hmm. into that square you know with that square peg into a square hole I gotta yeah. make the square that yeah that's the thing that's where it starts to get interesting you have to start like carving both you know making yeah. it a custom peg <laughs> yeah yeah you gotta customize the peg <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's I mean that's what you did with like my strength and conditioning like mm -hmm. it was the same thing you're like alright you're busy here here and here you have and that's the thing like we made it short simple sweet easy so like yeah um it wasn't like uh you know like one there's like a psych psychological thing prior to that like i used to train like four hours a day like and you're like fuck that oh. didn't <laughs> do that and i was like yeah i don't want to do that and you're like cool you don't have to yeah. um so he's made that immediately kind of wiped that mentality away from it mm -hmm. and stripped it back down to making it like a like a benchmark in the day and like a, a spot to do it and um especially like that's why, like, I think people should compete and stuff. Like, if they're not or never have, like, mm -hmm. give yourself, like, see what you can do in two months, you know? And, like, give yourself that full time frame to, like, develop and yeah. train and get on a routine and then yeah. come up and down, you know? And like, really see how you react to that. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. went to judo, started judo again. Mm -hmm. um, and I was talking to the judo teacher at Ronin, Etienne. And I was kind of telling him, like, we're planning this trip to Japan in 2021. Mm -hmm. He knows I used to do judo, but as do most people, he thinks I'm kind of full of shit, too. He can't quite tell. Like, yeah, sure. I don't know about this guy. Yeah, uh, I met him. He's a super cool dude. He's super cool, man. I love this guy, right? Yeah. But I was kind of telling him about it, and I said, I want to train judo in Japan, but I don't want to die. And he kind of laughed. He's like, yeah, I've trained in Japan. <laughs> I know. He's like, <laughs> he you'll goes, die. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you'll die right now. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yes. He goes, I'm so I'm like, I can probably come in once a week, maybe twice sometimes. Is this realistic? He's like, yeah. Yeah, it's totally realistic. You just, you just got to get, you know, you got to find the schedule. You got to do it. And I'm like, okay. And that's, you know, yeah. like you're talking into a mirror. So yeah, seriously. <laughs> you, it's your own advice. And I'm like, boom, tossing those stuff back at me. <laughs> but yeah, I went and did judo. And it was actually really cool because I suck. Like, I'm not great at judo anymore. But I am super coachable. Yeah. So in talking about having your time frame and working towards something of like you got to be open to what you're going to discover mm -hmm. yeah. and be okay yeah. with the result regardless of what it is. Yeah. Of you're only going to get so far and you got to be cool with how far that is. And yeah. so like I walked into that judo class like, all right, I understand judo mm -hmm. as if it was a storybook. Sure. You know, but I'm like, I don't know what the hell I can still do. You know, and so, like, I just kind of, um, you know, just did what I was told. Yeah. And I would do something, and then he would come in and say, add to it. Okay, I'm doing something. And then, and so I let myself just do the steps. I did, like, kind of the way I approached jujitsu is do what I understand, and then someone will come and correct the shit I'm messing up. Mm -hmm. I had that format. Yeah. And by the end, like, I was crushing these throws. But at one point, he's just like, no, your, your wrist is all out of place. Straighten your wrist, put your elbow here under their armpit, put your forearm against their body. All right, now have your grip. Now go. And I'm like, ah, mm -hmm. I just did it. Like, you told me once, and yeah. I had it every time. Yep. And so for me, like, I took away from that that I still understand enough about how judo works and how my own body works that I can be coachable. Yeah. Like, well, that, that's like, cool as hell. And you know what it takes to be coachable. You've coached, you've been yeah. coached. Well, knowing and what it yeah. takes to be coachable and being coachable are two different human, two yeah. different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, knowing and doing are two. Yeah. Like, I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know where that separation was mm -hmm. for me. Because mm -hmm. I could know a lot and go in and just be a total dumbass. Right. Or have nothing. Right. 
But I went in and I was a total dumbass that was coachable, which was really sweet. I'm like, I can understand this and actually implement it. Got a little piece better. Yo, yeah. So like, you know, having your expectations be whatever you get. Yeah. I think I, is neat. I feel like a lot of, especially like in jiu-jitsu, people just want to do the technique that they're being told to do and do it so well and this and that and then look at a cookie and that'll be the, the cool thing. It's mm. like, got to give yourself some room to wiggle and experiment and see what comes out of this. See what comes like, out of it, yeah. Because that's what mostly jujitsu is, is like what's going to come out of this. Like it's not, yeah. not everything is going to be like rehearsed and stuff. No, most you know? things aren't. Yeah. I mean, like any martial art, I think if you, I don't know, I don't want to put that on everybody. I think you should learn that. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, there are some people that just, they just do it right. Right. You know, Anderson Silva in his prime, like he was just inventing shit on the fly, but it was all right. Like, yeah. he, he didn't know he was making a mistake. But even then, like, even his mistakes were amazing. Right. right. And, well, and that's, yeah. Even, like, <laughs> the mistakes or, like, the things that weren't intentional still worked out. Still like, worked out. You know fine. what I mean? You know? Just because he was continuing, the continuation yeah. of it. Mm. And that's what put him into the flow. And that's what put him in a career flow and made him the best mm. for a long time. Fine. Like, yeah. him, like, George St. Pierre, like, those type of, like... Well, think about more so their coaches, really. You know, they're yeah. they're the the video game, and then it's their coaches playing, playing it playing and doing the thing. Game, yeah. yeah. So like, I'd I'm, say like their coaches made everything a lot more dynamic by making their fighters like uh, innovative and reactive and and dynamic in that regard. So yeah. Well, I mean, like I'm reading the Inner Game of Tennis uh, mm -hmm. per suggestion of Faraz Hobby. Speaking of coaches, yeah. Um, and I'm really digging that book. Yeah, it's a great I'm just kind of turning off self one and letting self two do its thing. I read that book but in seventh grade. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great book. I read The Chronicles of Amber in seventh grade. Nice. Rogers Delansney. You want to? That's some trippy ass series right mm -hmm. there. But uh, nah, man, it's a good book. I really like it. But the whole just non-judgmental action. Yeah. Of and I, I'm in a chunk of the book where he's talking about focus and mm -hmm. different ways to gain focus. And he's like, you know, about we're talking about looking at the seams on the ball and how they rotate. Don't just look at the ball. Look at the seams on the ball and how the ball rotates. Mm -hmm. And just like focus on that. I'll turn your brain off and just mm -hmm. let you go. You yeah. know? And uh, I feel like you take a dude like George St. Pierre Anderson Silva, I guess for our era. Sure. Israel Asande is that guy right now, I think. But, um, yeah, he's, he's there. Of... Even if you make a mistake, you just kind of keep going. You don't see it as a mistake. It's just a step. Yeah. But that's the live-action version, mm -hmm. you know, of not every punch he throws works, not every takedown he goes for works, but he just lets it lead to something. Yeah. You that's know, like, a, the, yeah, the seamlessness. Like, it's no big deal. You know, he's, yeah. he's chilling. Just flowing. He's going to get know. you either way. Like, like, I mean, that's the thing. If you watch the St. Pierre versus Bisbing fight, George got his ass whooped round one. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was doing good from the guard. He threw some good strikes from the guard, which was kind of crazy. But he got destroyed. Mm -hmm. And then he kind of came out round two. and was like, ouch, okay. And they had that point like where he got the takedown and they separated. He just dumped on his back and just choked him. Yeah. And like, just, yeah. It takes one little shift. And yeah. he, like <laughs> when they separated, you know, he could have stopped and shook out and stood back up. Mm-hmm. But he's like, oh, whoops, it wasn't Came a mess down. up. He just, ah, just dove on him and choked him out. Yeah. Yeah. So, and just kind of yeah. let it go, you know. There was no mistake there. Yeah. And the more time, I mean, I think that's that shows how much time they spent experimenting with stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what and I mean? Just, you know, pushing that mindset yeah. of just keep going. Oh. Don't stop. Just keep moving. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's more so, like, if I ever talk about, like, flowing and stuff, that's more so what I mean. It's just, like, the continuation of the motion and momentum mm -hmm. and everything. Like, get to somewhere, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, but then, the, like, the imagination within the sandbox bit, oh, that's part of it. Mm -hmm. Is you don't, you know, like, I guess, I don't know, like, if you're practicing a particular sequence and you screw up, you know, like... You get your entry good, but then you mess up your grip. Mm -hmm. Do you stop and go, ah, shit. No, adjust. No, just make adjust. it work. Just keep working through yeah. it, because that's how it's going to happen. Right. Now that's and what's going to happen. You're going to, you just found a way that didn't work. That's 
Yeah. Or you just found but an opening to something else. Yeah, but some days it might work. Some days, yes. <laughs> on one okay. person in, in your brain, you catalog that. Okay, maybe it might. It's hard to recreate, but it happened. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe somebody let, somewhere sometime did it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Let that thing work. Yeah. But I don't know how to. Like that's all. I don't know how to. How else to. Explain that to people. The, the sandbox deal? Well, not the, like, but yeah, that but that is the sandbox deal. Right. Of just I'm keep thinking your imagination it, going. I'm thinking of it like kind of like kind of like a macro scale, like coming back to coaches and like schools and stuff, and like being huh. in jujitsu for however long I've been is like you just I saw shifts and like the way people coached and trained and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the most innovative coaches and stuff were always on the cut, like obviously always on the edge, the cutting edge. As opposed to like the more traditional people, you know, yeah. um, people that were clinging to that closed guard armbar, which I mean, it's fine. It works. It works. And it's in the repertoire, and you should have it. Yeah. But you should also have something funky and weird, and have fun and do something different because the sport's evolving. So yeah, you know, yeah, everything evolves. I mean, yeah. but that's but again, it's it, it hasn't gone outside of the the grappling sandbox it's not like some it's absurdity still, yeah it's it's still, it's still very sandbox, sandbox but, but it's growing yeah. yeah so that's more of like a mind cloud kind of thing with it you know like um and with jujitsu it's even more so with social media because again our parallels with jujitsu and social media but <clears throat> yeah i mean you do have sort of that hive mind yeah stuff at it. right um yeah. even the different sects in jujitsu like 10th planet and this and that you know but they're still it's all jujitsu it's all, all grappling. within that yeah. sandbox yeah. and at the end of the day like most people are going to just laugh and joke around and fuck around with each other. You know what I mean? It's not going to be like a contentious, weird thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, I thought over the periods of time, like I started, when, I'm trying to think. There's a weird period, like the MMA period. So that was sort of like mm-hmm. when wrestling was still getting blended in and stuff like that. Yeah. That's um, definitely when I started any kind of <clears throat> grappling yeah. Was that the beginning of that MMA period mm-hmm. when everyone was still curious and throwing, you know, throwing at everything at it and see yeah. what stuck? Oh. Um, but that's, you know, that's the first foot in the sandbox and everyone was kind of doing the same thing. And then you start to kind of develop and melt it down a little bit. And then you have your standout coaches like Danaher and yeah. Farasahabi and all those kind of people. Yeah. Um, I mean, but those are the people that promoted more of a flow and play and like, uh, Again, more of a, on a micro scale and like an athletic scale, more of the, the playing in the sandbox kind of thing, imagination, yeah. imaginatively. Yeah. Um, that's what I think makes the best fighters and most well-rounded people yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, having fun doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what makes people like learn how to be whimsical and relaxed and shit, even in like high stress situations. Like, mm-hmm. like you look at Anderson Silva, whomever, like I would keep addressing that, but like he was always so relaxed and chill. Just chill, man. Just kept messing just around. Having people. a good time with it no matter what. Yeah. Or like, you know, jujitsu parallel, like Hoffa Mendes, like just, yeah. Like a, you know. Jay yeah, was always just sort of just flying like around. A, like yeah. A little cool. shark in the ocean, man. Just cutting, carving, doing whatever he wanted to do. Yeah. So, but that came through tons of experiment and, yeah, but it's the security to do so. Yeah. yeah. Of, you know, like going back to my judo class of, you know, I walked in with my with my white belt on, but um, much like when we met, I say some stuff and do some stuff, and you're like, heh. Yeah, yeah. That guy. Yeah. It's not a white belt. Okay. <laughs> yeah. thing or two. Yeah, uh, and just, you know, being able to just not have that, um, I am this, but just be able to play around with it. Yeah. And be like, yeah, I'm going to mess some stuff up. Ah, I'm going to have some looks good. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's surprising. I did that well. Oh, that's not surprising. I sucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just to have fun with it regardless of just let happen. What happens, happens. And I don't know how to apply that to a competition mindset. Because if competition, you know, I mean, you still need to win, but you need to not care you if have, you, you win or yeah, lose. You can't have expectations. You can't go in, like, thinking you're... You're gonna do this, this, and this because you're not. <laughs> it's yeah, gonna yeah. be different, like every time. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Coming back to Ben Askren's reaction to getting KTFO'd, mm-hmm. of eh, I don't remember it. Who cares? Yeah, move on. Move on. 
Uh, well, sure, he's had, like, terrible wrestling matches that were, like, grueling, terrible wars and lost by, like, a point. That's probably worse than getting Flash knocked out in five seconds, you know? He barely yeah, fucking knows. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh, shit. All right. Uh, uh, you know? Uh, so, yeah, but just, you know, just to keep on moving forward and be successful regardless. Yeah. Is, uh, you know. That's it's just, it's another layer of trusting the process. Mm-hmm. And enjoying the process. Layer. Yeah, it's just like a... Oh. It's one of the onions of our main philosophy, kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the layers, but mm-hmm. just it's a part. That's how you. I think it's one of the ways to keep the process interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be imaginative, and if you're not imaginative, challenge yourself to be imaginative, or learn from someone who is, and kind of mimic that, and see if you can spark it, or yeah, you know, and just to, to be open to whatever happens, to let go of the expectation. And to drop the ego of it. Yeah. Of, you know, I mean, you can expect yourself to be good, but don't be pissed when you're not. Yeah. You know. And like, yeah. like, yeah, that's what happened. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, I find that to be a much more, I don't know, healthy way to train. Mm-hmm. Much more tolerable. Yeah. You'll sleep better. Oh, 100%. Things won't haunt you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And, uh, yeah, like, I get... I'll wriggle myself into like terrible positions, you know, and stuff. And like I tap and whatever on purpose, you know, yeah, like I'm yeah. trying to do these things. Like I'm trying to experiment. Yeah. Um, I think that's massively important for anybody. Mm. Now, like, how do others react to that? Uh, I don't know. I don't react at all. So like, I don't know if they react or. Yeah. I think you have the, um, the protection of the brown belt on you. Maybe. Maybe won't, maybe, maybe won't talk about it so much. So I know as a white belt, when I do stuff like that, everyone wants to give me all kinds of advice, like I'm stupid. Yeah, yeah. But like they talk to me like I'm a four-year-old. Right. And I'm like, and I listen, because mm. it's good advice most of the time. But it's also very much a I'm a higher belt than you kind of advice a lot of I times, ne- too. I don't talk. When, I, when I'm rolling, Like I, I never, talk. I try not to do that. I talk shit when I'm rolling, though. <laughs> yeah, like. I just don't. I just like, I played too much basketball in the 90s. And I'm always <laughs> yeah. saying something about yeah. you. No, I, just, I understand that, but like, <laughs> I just don't. And I'm, that's not what I'm in it and doing whatever. So, like. But, like, yeah, when the role's over, uh, a lot of times I'll ask advice. Mm-hmm. But I can always tell if someone knows me versus if they don't. Because mm-hmm. you can see, like, where their preconceived notion sets in. Sure. Of, like, you know, one time I was just messing around with a grip. I did two matches where I just had this one grip. And I mean, I failed horribly both times, mm-hmm. but I wanted to see what the grip did. I wanted to see if I could roll around with my hand just connected to you and if I could roll out of stuff and do stuff. And I did a lot of neat stuff with it, but like I found like, you know, limitations of my understanding of how I, how that, my plug in mm-hmm. to the movement. And that's all I wanted. Yeah. But then like the first dude I got the idea off of, I was wrong with, he knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And so he was kind of playing along. Second guy didn't. And so then he was like... Yeah, you should probably uh, frame and not hold on to grips so much <laughs> and go for things. And I'm like, thanks, man. I know. So that's yeah, another that's interesting like perspective yeah. of maybe someone who isn't imaginative and exploring, and yeah. then like they're dealing with someone who is. That's gonna be like there's a sort of a common reaction. It's gonna be like, hey, just fucking roll. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna yeah. be like a, yeah. it's, hey, just what the fuck? Like, like and that's just again like managing your expectations you're expecting someone else to yeah expecting the mold yes i don't like to i find a lot of times if i just roll i do the same thing oh yeah a lot of times if i if i just go into my flow state i'm going to do what i know mm-hmm. and it's going to be the same thing i'm going to end up you know in the same bits yeah. the same position so i have to sort of almost pull myself out of it with the imagination of i need to test this idea mm-hmm. i need to stay yeah. in it yeah. you know uh, I think that's massively important for anyone training, like, mm-hmm. to, like, once you get to a certain point, too, you don't want to just repeat the same cycle and do the yeah, same you things. Yeah, like, you have to so push better somehow. That, yeah, that's where you start throwing intentional monkey wrenches from your position into it. Yeah. So you start, like, sticking an arm out, seeing if, if they grab it, seeing if you get something. Yeah. You get smashed, you get smashed. Like, mm-hmm. that's the kind of, like, minute crap we're talking about, but that builds up over 10 years yeah you know but then that's builds the day-to-day stuff that's but tough for people to you know day-to-day week-to-week month-to-month they're like fuck this and then the like day-to-day 10 years, losses yeah, yeah and then 10 <laughs> yeah. years like oh this is sweet yeah like, you know, that's good what, now that's so the hilarious fun. parallel that, yeah <laughs> it's like all right 
<laughs> you, you forgot you forgot what it took to get good yeah yeah, right, yeah. Right, okay <laughs> yeah well that's a, a good way to look at it too if you're feeling down about training you know like if you're feeling like rough about it you're like it takes a long time i had a bad day it's okay yeah. to have a fucking bad day one bad day or i had a yeah. bad like many days yeah a yeah. fucking pl- uh, you know yeah. plateau or a fucking valley or you yeah. know, whatever or but. you have many good days and then you have a bad day oh yeah i you're thought it was a, good oh. yeah you're riding a high and then you <laughs> get smushed fuck yeah, game over, dude. That hurts, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, and and that relates back to, if people tell you just keep showing up, like I know it's kind of like a cop-out in terms of advice, but like that's what they mean. That's all it is. You gotta keep showing, the, you gotta, when you get fucked up, go back again, immediately. Or well, roll with that guy again, or whatever. Like, you have to get over that, whatever is bothering you about that role or position or feeling you have in that position like yeah. you gotta get over it and, and, and get that's over, the way to place to do it like, and get over that pattern either a pattern of winning or a pattern of losing mm-hmm. of I still drop into a pattern where I'm gonna get beat by a lock and key mm-hmm. like on my left arm Yeah, like that is my most common way of getting submitted and I'll notice when I fall back into that pattern because an arm will fly out and someone will go for it I'm like yeah. shit Shit, back in the cycle that's the thing you have to give yourself little little again benchmarks to kind of be like oh shit that's what's happening this is what's happening I gotta yeah. stop this like, yeah get on my hip yeah. <laughs> you know and it's like so it's funny I can tell when I'm I get in that place is that that, that submission will jump out yeah I'm like, oh get away from there alright let's experiment yeah. get back out yeah it's like it's interesting just cause like I'm trying to think of a different training example but like uh, a closed guard yeah. right if I ever am usually if I'm coming back to closed guard like I almost always pop it open on my yeah. own volition mm-hmm. um, but then like sometimes <laughs> I'll cycle back and start playing closed guard again mm-hmm. so then I'm like oh yeah this is fun and like and start playing that and like sit in that sandbox <coughs> for a sec play in the, closed play in the sandbox yeah. you know yeah. uh, but then someone might just totally not fucking play that game and mm-hmm. I'm not going to play the closed guard even I really want to play the closed guard right no. so then you have to immediately take yourself out of that realm and go into another thing and start playing there yeah and, right so you, play, you, you know, can't make again ha- not having the expectations you <coughs> oh I have to play closed guard I want to play closed guard like now you're going to play what you're going to play <laughs> you're going to yeah. play what you have to play I should say play, like, uh, you know <clears throat> depending on what you want to get out of it yeah you know. If it's not working, then you're going to play, this doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want it to work, then you got to open up. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, no, it's like, I felt one of those, like, real negative, like, jolts of anxiety during a roll the other day. I haven't felt that in a long time, and it was Ooh. really interesting. Yeah. I got pinned by just a huge dude, and I just was like, had, I had to wait and take my time to get out, and I was like, oh, yeah, and it was funny, because I was like, oh, yeah, it's that, it's nice, and I was, then I just, like, in that time, that's when I calmed down and then found a way out. I was like, oh, that's cute that I was doing that. And then I just waited a second and uh, got it that way. But it was an interesting, I was like, oh, fuck. That's uh, kind of nice. So it's not a uh, not a situation you get stuck in much anymore. Yeah. So well, it's that, just, it's nice. Uh, <clears throat> but it's fun to look at it like that. Like, you could have panicked. Yeah, yeah. Or you could have been down on well, yourself. Well, so that's the thing. Like, I felt all of my physical responses to panic, but then I was like, but then I didn't. Oh, so you I was just, like, yeah, I was you just like, observed huh. them? Yeah, it was interesting. That's cool. Yeah, it was pretty tight. What a neat opportunity. Yeah, I was like, this is oddly nice as shitty as it felt i was like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like i'm not gonna die i know that yeah and i was like maybe you should tap like that went through my head and i was like nah <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. That bad. like what yeah it's like whatever like, yeah but i thought that was an interesting like that was really cool flat like kind of a mental flashback you know mm-hmm. um hmm. old pattern popped oh up yeah for just a second oh yeah but it was just like one of those things you're just like, oh shit, like, I've tried everything. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> well, all right, cycle through, try it again. Something, yep. you yeah. know. Come yeah. on. Do <laughs> it again. <laughs> It'll work. Yeah. Stay safe. Yep. You got it. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, and as a teacher, I think it's difficult to relay the amount of imagination we're talking about sometimes. Yeah. I try and give vague directions just hopefully hoping that they'll fill in the blanks. You kinda have to Some if you do. get too specific it's then they're not imaginative, they're just right. following the steps. Yeah. So it's gotta be vague, but it they only have to be you actually have to play within the big spaces. Yeah. That you leave. Most of the time I'm like 
end up where you're going to end up. Like, end up to where you want to go. Like, yeah. if you're doing a pass or something, like, you want to go to north-south, pass north-south. You want to roll in the turtle, roll in the turtle. Like, do what you want, and then we'll start adding in reactions and starting to see what you'd want to do against this, this, and this, and this. Like, yeah. we're not just like, all right, pass, and then settle, and then reset, and do whatever. Like, yeah. trying to make it as... A, I'm trying to make the environment as comfortable to fail in as possible, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and then set up failure more or less yeah really you know and just set up opportunity for success yeah. yeah through failure yeah yeah and then yeah like to us we're like oh yeah it's fucking obvious and then they're like they're sitting there like what the fuck are we doing this for I'm like fuck no. you like no there's an end goal here yeah, man. yeah. just go yeah. <laughs> just keep going it's and then there's, there's you know a lot of people just trust it and trust the process that's cool and there's some that's, people they're like fuck this like <laughs> that's the other thing i noticed when i was doing judo on saturday morning it was a two-hour class right of um, a cool thing Etienne, uh, I guess he seems to do. I've only trained with the guy twice now. But um, his warm-up is like a step, a real basic step in what he's going to accomplish today. Mm-hmm. And so like on Friday we were training and we were doing this um, this sort of back roll, like this 90 degree flip thing. It was a back roll and you turn yourself 90 degrees and go into a front break ball position. And like... We spent a lot of time on that mm-hmm. and just pieces of it. And eventually, you know, you ended up like, cause he wasn't really specific about, he's like, no, I just need to roll backwards. Now I need you to kind of go and stick your legs up in the air and twist. And then, you know, and kind of eventually got to end in this front break fall position. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of went through the steps, but I'm, I'm, I'm watching, I'm like, in my head, I would lead that to something. But like I said, I never trained with the dude. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I want this to lead somewhere, but I need to not put that expectation on it. Yeah. And so I was yeah. watching. Well, what it led to was a kick-ass butterfly guard sweep. Mm-hmm. Eventually, we get to this <clears throat> butterfly guard sweep that has all the all the elements of what we did solo. Mm-hmm. And you end up on, on top, top, and then you like do like a knee cut pass and go into a head and arm like arm triangle kind of choke thing. Really, th- really sweet little motion. Like, I dug it. It was very cool. Mm-hmm. Very um, judo-specific, but jiu-jitsu applicable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, but the way it was built was like a master class. I really enjoyed the thought process of it. Mm-hmm. But I had to keep, I had to stop myself from jumping ahead. Because I saw the pattern that I wanted to see, but I didn't know if that was the pattern. And so I had to, like, stop my brain from, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, just because you can see the steps doesn't mean those are the steps. I see steps ahead of this, but I don't know if the right ones. I don't want to, like, I don't want to culture shock this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so, like, I kept having to hold rein myself in and just pay attention. All right. just And so the way I did that was I did exactly what he was talking about at the time. So if he's talking about hand placement, I'm not worrying about foot placement. Mm-hmm. He'll correct that. You know, like that kind of thing. And that, then yeah, yeah. It turned into, and it was just the, the steps of it were really sweet. Yeah. But, um, I don't know where I was going with that, but I lost it. But it was just the, the process of that, of it kept us reined in, but then it was almost like he reversed engineered it without, a late, without letting us know he was reverse engineering it. Mm-hmm. He broke it down to a solo drill. That had everything you needed to know, but you didn't that. know. Yeah. And then he, then he gave you the steps. Yeah. Which is very neat. I like, so, yeah, I love it when that builds into that, especially solo stuff. Yeah. Because, I don't know, everyone, like, a lot of people, like, they don't ask for them, but they're like, oh, I want, they do want solo drills for oh, them, yeah. and they want, want to do I those. Want solo and, drills. <laughs> yeah, like, solo drills are the shit. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, those who actually, like, do them are automatically, I feel like, better on the automatically better on the mat like obviously let's get used to moving yeah yeah um yeah. i'm working on with one of my kids like uh an mnra roll to a single leg oh, <laughs> that nice. he wants to use nice. in wrestling oh no that's awesome yeah so get funky yeah i'm it like is. dude the future of wrestling and stuff is gonna be weird so uh, and here's he, jujitsu is gonna be weird so start uh, being weird um, well, I mean, it's all intermixing yeah. again. Yeah. It's all blending back together. Like, you've talked about this before, of how mm-hmm. everyone's stealing from everyone now. Yeah. Everybody's cross-training, but it's all within the context of grappling. It's all in that grappling sandbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but the imagination is just getting crazy. It's getting nuts. You have like, yeah. uh, like that Vlad Kulikov dude. Like he's huh. strong, you know, Sambo, this, that. But he has like his gym is like a, is a, I think it's called like Sambo Fusion or something like that. It's like, you know, cool. fusion of everything. He's obviously a jujitsu black belt and stuff too. Just amazing grappling pedigree, but like, mm. um, that I think he's brought him and like Sean, for example, have brought that type of like mm. uh, snapped back to it. It's not they're not this, those types of submissions aren't like uh, flowy and nice and slow. They're like mm, snapping, and, yeah, snap trying to break and things. Just, and yeah, I think it. that was part of what was missing from the grappling sandbox for a little bit you know like especially in like the competition scene because you had like the popularity of the IBJJF and like the laying and praying basically and like just holding out for advantage points and stuff you didn't have like the sub chasing playing play the rule set yeah yeah so like the, then you have people doing more stuff like catch the catch wrestling type subs and like the the different submissions and more of the I mean neck cranks and wrist locks are coming back into fashion a little bit like, it, yeah you know like yeah, I mean, do you think that's a, a rules to take behavior kind of thing of um yeah that there's so many varied rule sets to play with now as far as competition goes yeah of that you can kind of just kind of keep plugging yourself into these different sets so then you have a new behavior to play with mm -hmm. and then it opens it up you think because people are given the sandbox of a context of a rule set of, all right, I don't need to play IBJJF, I'm going to EBI. Yeah. Or I'm going to the Kasai rules. I'm going to, you know, you're floating around. And then yeah. it allows people's minds to make connections of things they already got. Mm -hmm. But then, oh, because in this rule set, I can have a snap, I can have a snappy, like... Yeah, I can slam them into a neck, yeah. you know, yeah. neck crank if I want, but like... You know, I don't just have to sweep them into an arm bar or something yeah, like that. Yeah, there's like, not so much emphasis on just position and points. Yeah, yeah, that's, it just, has more of like the Japanese jiu-jitsu in terms of like throw and break. <laughs> you know, throw and break, death win. Yes. Yeah, which is great. Uh, uh, um, I think mean, it, it adds more entertainment value and stuff too, but like it's just a piece that I think was missing. Mm -hmm. um, or just was not as discussed and you know it's back on the forefront now so yeah and i think like josh barnett and people like that on people like or uh, on like formats like metamorris like kind of brought that back into the oh yeah the spectrum you know it, metamorris man they like we all kind of knew they were starting something yeah because it was cool yeah it's a shame it was so poorly run i feel like yeah it's almost like it's kind of almost i mean it was poorly run but like it was like the sacrificial lamb of like the fucking super fight events you know what i mean like yeah but that laid it laid, death, a, it laid a groundwork it's, man. it's weirdness laid the foundation for fight to win and like yeah. fight basically to win fight to win scooped it. up the fumble and was like we got this yeah <laughs> i see where i see where we can fix it yeah, yeah. go because yeah. <laughs> if i'm not mistaken they were doing like mma promotions and stuff before that and like oh really i think yeah all right well, I think Metamorris' problem, whereas the difference between Metamorris and Fight to Win, is Metamorris was 100% in-house. It was very much, we control everything, we invite you. Very Gracie style. It was very Gracie <laughs> style. Very Gracie. Whereas Fight to Win was, we're just going to show up. We're going to fucking do it. <laughs> show up. Anyone from this area, come fight. We're going to see what's up. Let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and it was much, much more open. Even though you go to the Fight to Win show, mm -hmm. is... At Put, it's a, an experience. It isn't just like going to a tournament and sitting there and having it suck for five yeah, hours. Yeah, but it's like, also not like going to a secret place. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And like you're on the council. Yes. And we just let people watch. Which is also weird. It's, yeah, which is also weird, but also cool. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. yeah. Cool. No, there's a, it, that's the thing. It like wanted to do like the weird Kumite invite thing. Uh-huh. But it just wasn't playing. <laughs> it, did, it didn't, like, something was off. Yeah. That part was dead with all like the UFC pay-per-view and MMA. It's hard to bring that into it again. Yeah. You know. Well, it also, and, and then to put that on the internet and be like, yeah. buy, you know, you know, be the fly on the wall on our weird secret fights. Yeah. Like, it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. When it's well, fight. especially when it didn't literally work. Like, literally I didn't. watched a couple of them, they just didn't work, which was like, well, fuck, I just paid like 30 bucks to watch this thing, yeah. and it's not working at all. And so it's like, so not working. Yeah. Crap. So like, and, but then, like, fighters didn't get paid, and this and that. Like, yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. Speaking of which, I did. I meant to buy the uh, the show. Have you ever, like, they had like that mini series. 
of the kid that goes to Chris Howard's place and learns jujitsu and stuff. Oh yeah. I yeah. meant to buy those episodes that what disappeared that? before I could. I can't remember what it's called now. Yeah. That but was I, cool, that though. was cool, man. I watched the first two episodes. I was like, this is cool. And then I went to buy it and it was gone. <laughs> yeah. Because I wanted to help because all that money was supposed to go to pay people for that last Metamore show. Mm. I wanted to help out. Yeah, I, yeah. That show was good. Mm-hmm. But, I, <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like Metamore is so, uh, I don't know about the history, but opened the doors to Studio 540 as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like just conceptually. Just, yeah. It put... So you had like your Marcelo Garcia, you're this, you, you knew of hens, you know, you, knew, you had your big spots. This yeah. put like other, not like smaller time black belts and academies, Gary but it did. Gary on the mat. Yeah, it put people on the mat. Like, it, yeah, I mean, I found out, that's where I found out about Gary. Mm-hmm. I think initially it was Metamores. Yep. It made me, um, I already knew who Josh Barnett was, but I was but like. The, but it brought people like it that. It brought his grappling out. Yeah. Hodger, of, Hodger, like uh, yeah, Hodger. Him versus Buchecha, like that was tight. Like, come on, dude. But I'm not saying like the Metamores fucked everything up. Their matchmaking was kind of their cool. matchmaking like, was actually for a while. Really good. Yeah, they did. Then they started doing some weird MMA grappling. It just what you know. They just got tooled up. But they like, were trying. Yeah, they fine. were trying to be creative. Doing the thing. Yeah, but yeah, I think you're right about like being that they were the first. They were. Yeah, they, really, they were imagining in, in a, a way no one had. Yeah. They were tossed in a format that, like, because we forget that, you know, nothing else existed. Yeah, that, at that time. Except for IBJJF. Exactly. So, like, <laughs> that, wasn't, that broke that mold. It, yeah, that, that sort of broke that ceiling of. But oh. it also brought to the forefront of a summation only. Like, yeah. really, to make that it popular only, and yeah. make it available to people. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, shit, I see that, that format. Like, I want to fight that. Like, fuck, I'm JF rules. I don't want to do that. Yeah. And they see, like, oh, I want to go for the kill. And that presses action. That yeah. pushed jujitsu forward. And I mean, as much of a, as a painful business it venture was, failure that it may have been for Hal like Gracie, but, like, it pushed uh, jujitsu forward a it lot. It pushed it a lot. And I mean, everyone's giving him shit now because he's probably still hasn't paid people and whatnot, but, like, yeah. When, you know, 50 years from now, it's going to be like, you know what? That's yeah, fucked up. <clears throat> he started some shit. But that was a thing. Like, yeah, he seriously started something good. I mean, EBI. EBI mm-hmm. rivaled it because of of Morris. Because, yep. you know, like, I don't know, the thing with Morris when they did the, the, it got a little boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the no limit time where people just yeah. sat there and waited. Oh, freaking Shaw versus Cyborg. Oh, dude. Or, <laughs> um, um, Huron, when Huron Gracie yep. fought, ah, who'd he fight? And his brother was like commentating, he like fight Galvo. It was Galvo, yeah. yeah, it was Galvo, and like he was just chilling. Yeah. Near, so like, like I yeah. get that yeah. from him. Any other person would <laughs> have been like, "Fuck you, get off the stage!" But like, yeah, he went out and like played his jujitsu philosophy, which I guess I understand. He likes like do the keep it playful thing and that. And, that like, was right when they were starting to keep it playful. Yeah. And it was really he was really pushing his philosophy of yeah, and like with uh, that, but then like also like. Andre didn't sub him. No, he didn't. You know? That like, was the thing. And but like you had to look at it like that. But I feel like that for me that match led directly to EBI. Yeah, yeah. Um, Eddie Bravo looked at that and said, There needs to be a damn winner. Right. Like shit. How do I do that? And for like okay. a big event like that, yeah, I think there should be a winner. But in terms of like the philosophy, the philosophical aspect of the sport and what you're trying to get through, like I Perfection. think that was great. That was yeah. good. Yeah, that was a beautiful really cool. match. It should be. I think like People play it down because it wasn't a good competitive match, but like, it's a good example of mm-hmm. uh, what we're going for, I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. of, of <clears throat> just being calm in any situation, and if you don't lose, if you if you don't lose, you know, you don't get submitted, you don't lose. You know. Yeah. And he's I like think- he walked, he was smiling the whole time, you know, having a good time. And he was getting mauled by a fucking five-time world champ, whomever, you know. Yeah. Gorilla. He's like, but you didn't get me. Yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> didn't some, and he like did stuff. He like once he, you know, was out of sight control and stuff. Like he, yeah, did, he did other stuff. things. Like he, he went for it. Yeah. But he also was like, oh, man, defense is good. Yeah. You know, and from a self-defense perspective, this is true. Yeah, yeah. If you don't get stabbed, you're good. You win. Yeah. You know, right. when he walked away. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there's so yeah, there's a few matches that were like that. Then then there were you know some of the most iconic matches that came from that kind of sub. Only like hunting the sub. And yeah, after, just like yeah. that that stage. Like, uh, but yeah, I think that was the climb of the Dan and her death squad. I mean, yeah, I mean that what, was where the death squad started, man. Yep. And I I like to think that it um I guess just the thought right now is it separated self-defense and sport in a good way 
Yeah. But still, it didn't like shit on one or the other. Yeah, but yeah, that's what know? I'm saying. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't downplay one or the other, but it showed you a difference. Mm-hmm. And it showed you like, oh, this needs to be a little more sport oriented to push the action mm-hmm. and drive it forward. Yeah. Rather than trying to stick self-defense into a points format. Yeah. Which is, eh. Which is, <laughs> which is, eh, from an entertainment value, but cool from a training value. Yeah. Of just teaching dominant position and teaching time and being calm and not losing is a win. Yeah. You know, that's cool, but it's not a sport. Right, 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 right. You know? Yeah, it's it's really cool in theory, and then people see it in action, like, ah, fuck this. Like, yeah, no, this it's is some. That's like, you know, when people grapple on MMA, like, people boo at it. It's like, nah, nah, there's some shit going there's on here. Good shit some happening science, right here. And, there's you know, really art. good. Yeah. <laughs> this is where science and art blend. Like, yeah. But then they're like, fuck it, stand them up. Talk about grappling in MMA. Did you see, um, oh, the Mike Perry fight over the weekend? Oh, he can smell around corners now, dog. Oh, man, me and my daughter were watching that. And, like, when he had him in that guillotine and Perry's face is just squirting everywhere she was so like we were just like oh that's a lot of blood yeah uh, and, and then, she, then he popped up and she goes papa look at his nose oh, yeah. look at his nose what <laughs> i'm like oh, oh shit what happened to his nose <laughs> like uh, i don't even know what like he yeah he's looking rough he caught that knee and he ate he uh, ate that knee and just kept on moving he didn't care who do you fight again? I forget. I, I can't remember the, the dude's fight. name because it's a little like I know, but not a guy I know well. Yeah, I know he's good, but I'm like I'm just I can't remember his name. Some like a Brazilian dude, and they were really evenly matched. Somebody just told me yesterday. I just forget. I can see it. I yeah. can see the match in my head, and I can't think of the dude's name. But it was a much. I thought that was going to be a lopsided fight one way or the other. And it was even. I thought someone was just going to go off. And they ended up both going off and like sort of just negating a little, just negating each other's strengths a little bit, but then pulling into just a a really good fight. It wasn't yeah. just a brawl; it was actually a really good, good technical, technical fight. fight. It just happened to get hit a lot. Yeah, which was a very good fight. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, but yeah, I guess Mike Perry had surgery, and it took an hour. Only well, took an hour to put his nose back in place. That. I mean, uh, if you haven't seen the picture, like, oh, look at it. Oh, God. And ask yourself, could you fucking recover from that? You'd probably just die. <laughs> that would yeah, because that hurts, man. Like, if anyone's never any, never had anything on their face broken, yeah. like, it is a special kind of pain. Yep. You and cry it, automatically. And it itches. <laughs> yeah. It's itchy, and you can't itch it. <laughs> That's the part I always hated most. Uh, but then again, with the security blanket of proper medical care, yep, I would care a lot less. Yeah, like if you know you can get screwed up like that, and then you'll have a really good do- surgeon and doctor fix you just fine. Throw it to the wind, baby. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going. I'm getting after yeah. it. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Got that UFC insurance, dog. Got that UFC insurance. <laughs> yes. Uh, Especially if they like you and you're entertaining. Yeah. They'll get you they'll to fix get you up. Yeah. Not that Tijuana doc, you know? Mm, mm. No. You get the best the best nose <laughs> surgeon in Uruguay. Yeah. Right there. No. <laughs> but no contact to the nose for six months even. That's rough. Ugh, yeah. I've had my nose crunched up and shit. I never broke it, though. I've had... I've probably broken my nose at least three times. Yeah. And I've had it crunched up quite a few. Honestly, like, uh, I would say grappling crunch is worse than striking, honestly. I'll take a strike, and it's like, ah, fuck yeah, shit, that hurt. But, like, you're getting just your shit ground in your face. Like, sucks. Yeah. You're like, ah, oh, this is going to go into my brain. I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, that's, yeah, I'll take I'll take a good strike over just a smash any mm-hmm. day. When I used to box, the tip of my nose used to get punched all the time because it stuck out over my headgear. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I never got, like, a headgear face protector. Headgear such a false sense of security, and you just can't fucking see. Yeah. I don't like it's it. It's nice <laughs> to prevent cuts and certain bruises. Yeah. Like, I spar without headgear, I get black eyes and, like, right. swollen sinuses. I spar with headgear, the tip of my nose gets swelled up. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks, but it's better than a black eye. <laughs> Speaking of headgear, I saw the one dude from BJJ Globetrotters, you know, the dude who runs mm-hmm. with the long hair. He had, a, like, a water polo cap on, I think. I saw that. Dude. 
gotta get you one of those. I need one of those. Tuck one of those up, you're good. And my hair is like zero protected. hair, yeah. Zero yeah. hair issues. You protect the ears. Yeah. Protect, you know, up here, you're good. I saw that. I think I need to get one. I was like, ah, fuck, that's a good idea. <laughs> great idea. Yeah. Yeah, if I ever grow the hair back out, definitely rocking one of those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I need to get one. Water polo cap. It's like we're on the same Instagram, Mike. Yeah. You would yeah, think. I imagine so. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We are, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. I'm trying, oh. uh, I'm trying to think of the... So, like, teaching. More so, like, being imaginative with your teaching. Mm-hmm. It, that, that, it, you can only imagine so far because people will like turn off you know what I mean yeah how it's like you know you have to like push the limits on like how imaginative you are yeah. with what you're saying and what you're doing without being like what the fuck without going over there yeah without, without being like they can't, what are you, you can't get so far out they can't see the connection yeah which I do sometimes like I'll, I'll just go out of I love when you do that by the way it, 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 one, it makes me laugh <laughs> so that's the base of it it makes me laugh uh, and then like I think it's generally a decent analogy sometimes like most of the time hopefully some but, people get it because it sticks you know <laughs> <laughs> and it's being a little bit shit. being a little bit kooky and be like eccentric yeah. as a teacher I think is more fun yeah um cause then you have your teachers who are like respect my authority <laughs> you know and, but they box themselves in too bad ugh and then if they screw up oh it's over they just lost all their credibility right yeah whereas like if you're the eccentric hippie you know out there hallucination kind of guy you gotta do whatever you want and it's all good. And yeah. if you mess up, ah, it's still all good. You do like, what you don't you want. You don't lose the respect. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, it just humanizes people more, I think. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. If I ever see instructors who, like, sit around, like, hold their belt and fucking do the thing, it's like, dude, go fuck yourself. It's like, dude, you're in pajamas. Go like, fuck yeah. yourself. I mean, growing up and doing Taekwondo, that's a lot of people. Yeah. Now, my favorite people weren't like that. I can think of a handful of people that were just just out there and just having fun with it. Yeah. And those are the people I respect the most. But I can think of a whole lot more people who were like, I am master, and I do this, and I'm, you know, I bought into that for a long time because yeah. I, I didn't yeah. know any other way. Right. Now that's and the then, thing. Like, yeah. We're talking about it because like I bought into that shit too and tried to do it for a minute. And it was bullshit. Yeah. Like, yeah. He tried that personality on. It's dumb. good. Yeah. But then you know, once you break out. Even within the system, you can just kind of quietly piss people off and have fun with it and sort of gradually expand. Once but you stop giving a shit, once you realize it doesn't fucking matter, yeah, I mean, you're really, like, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, quite <laughs> literally, once you realize that your pajamas only have power in this room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anywhere else, you're a fucking you're just a, dummy. You're like, just a weirdo. Yeah. Right? You're just a, yeah. <laughs> and uh, then it, it opens you up to be free. Yeah. Uh, and that, and come back to keeping it playful. Take that, keep it playful in and out of the math, man. Yeah, the keep it playful translates everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was one of the philosophies we kind of bonded on early on. Oh, yeah. Because, like, during that phase, I was into that shit, too. Like, yeah, me too. Yeah. I, needed, I needed to be, so, like... Yeah, I um, needed to be at the time, too. So. Just, someone distilled it into a saying. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, and I still like it. Like, I like it, too. Yeah. I prefer to train that way. Yeah. Oh. It uh, keeps the ego out of it. Ugh. Makes everything a learning opportunity. Somebody asked me like a funny ass question the other day. Something along the lines of like, like my energy output, like were you going hard or something like that? And I was like, dude, like, I don't know. Yes. Yeah, we're just going. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, uh, like they want me to, to push and go hard and stuff and like see. Just I understand. Like they're trying to test their, test the chops and whatnot. But I'm like. Like, like, bro, I don't need to grip my teeth. Yeah. Like, Sorry, man. Um, that's the thing, I'm not gonna just uh, to tickle your fancy, you know? Like, uh, just to well, make you feel good. Like, I think levels of understanding of what that is. Yeah. Of you're, you're so freaking good that your idea of go hard doesn't involve um, un unnecessary effort. Yeah, that's it. Like, they want me to, like, they want you I'm to get gonna stuck and muscle out of it. I'm just not. You're like, I don't need to. Yeah, I it's refuse to, actually. Like, yeah. my body won't. Like, my body doesn't do that anymore. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not needed. <laughs> Whereas I think if you're not as good and you're going against people that are better, if you don't, if, you, if, if winning is your mindset or dominance or whatever, 
you're gonna grit your teeth and push through it. And that's just gonna sink you into some shit. It's gonna, yeah, and you're gonna just <laughs> and wear out. you're gonna out. get your reaction, you know, yeah. just by doing that. You're so gonna just wear let me out do my thing. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna wear out and die. Yeah. Uh -oh. So, oh, uh, another person, that's why it reminded me of another person off to the side said, uh, look how the other person's breathing heavily and Mike's just like smiling. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, like that's the, that's the energy difference. Like, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah like, even if you were breathing heavily, you'd still be smiling, and right. no one would know you were breathing heavy. Yeah, like, I'm not you gonna could tell be, you I'm tired. No, you could be like, you could be dead. Yeah, and you'd be like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah I'm, fine. I'm not I'm gonna cool. tell no. you I'm tired. No. no, you're never gonna know. You're gonna <laughs> find my body in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that is a slippery slope too. Of, um, I don't know. I have I have many rule sets that I live by, but one of them would happen to be three things no one should ever know about you unless you want them to. Oh, uh, this was a mainstay of my training for years, which I guess is a reflection of the insane training environment I lived in. But if um if you're hurt, if you're tired, if you're angry, yeah, those are three things you're never going to know about me. Yeah, unless I specifically want you to know. Yeah, until it's too late. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but like people they never thought I got tired. Yeah, and like I'd be dying. I'd be like, guys, you do know I have asthma. Like, can you like, tell that I'm turning blue? Like I'm dying. But I'm smiling, I'm moving, I'm like, eh, no, no. And for me, it was an ego thing, like, no one can ever know. Yeah. And now it's just a fun thing, because I'm able to do it, and no one ever knows. Yeah. But then I'm like, I'm throwing up in the back, you know, like, like you know, when I was when I was doing my push slit on Saturday, and my new neighbors saw me, and I'm just sitting on the curb like, oh, God. Yeah. Ugh. I'm, and I'm fine. I'm smiling, like, hey, it's cool. I'm like, I can't even see. Well, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> what you're doing is voluntary, yeah. generally. So, yeah. like, I did this to myself. <laughs> I can't be mad at yeah. it. <laughs> like, if you wanted to stop, stop. Yeah, stop. <laughs> but yeah. you don't. So that, but that's why we're doing it. You know, yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's an interesting headspace to go into. Yeah. Of. And that's the that's for fighting. That's for fighting. It isn't necessarily for like <laughs> anything else, really. Yeah. It's, but to to enjoy that. Yeah. I think is um, another imagination thing of we have a sandbox we're in and we have the imagination to realize that to kind of move beyond I don't know ego is a not the right word but to move beyond the win or loss or the you know the the winner go home or the dominate yeah just that thing of it of just I'm just gonna enjoy it yeah I get here and I don't have to whine about it Oh, so they get the movie on the whining about it. A lot of people get yeah. real tired or real hurt or something, and they whine. Yeah. They want everyone to know. And you don't have, no one has to know. I'm just, I'm just here doing the thing. Yeah. You yeah. Know? If I ever say I'm like tired or something, I'll even I'll mask it with a joke. I'll be like, oh, it's fuck, you know, funny. something yeah, yeah. you know, silly. Like, yeah. even if I do say it, it's gonna be a silly goose time. I'll tell yeah, you. It's, <laughs> I'm joking about it, and not because I'm hiding the fact that I'm tired. I'm joking because I actually think it's funny. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm tired. <laughs> Shit. And then you uh, keep going. It's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you need to still don't die. <laughs> uh, yeah. Find the find push the levens of the death, but don't do the death. Yeah. Uh. Some days it's different than others. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, what did you think of my concept? Did, I liked it. That's did a good you dig concept. It? Yeah, because I wanted to throw yeah. it at you. I just didn't know where it was going to go. Yeah, like well, like last week we did at Endeavor did like a communication-y kind of workshoppy deal thing. It was pretty sweet. Oh, dude. Uh, cool. And like one of the one of the exercises was like talking talking to someone for five. I think I, I'll probably fuck that, but it was like talking to someone for five minutes straight, only using your imagination. Uh, and they can't. They, I don't think they responded. It's like they're only listening. You're only talking, using your imagination. Monologue for me. Something like. I, it, but it was a little. There was other kind of precepts to it. But like I, people were talking about stuff in the room. And like oh, I imagine people sit in that and do this. And I'm like, there's fucking zombies and moats. And like I just went left field with it. Like because it was fun. Yeah. yeah, it was fun to me. And I just you know. Uh, but did, did somebody read conflict communication and want to do something? About it? Have you ever read that book? Uh, uh, it wasn't that. Yeah. It was, but, uh, I forget. Nonviolent communication. Ah, uh, okay. I Which think. is probably an offsuit of that Something book anyway. Like that, yeah. I have to toss that book at you. It's really cool. Yeah, I'll read that. It's good stuff. Rory Miller's the man. Word. Yeah. But that's funny. Yeah, it was a good time. Well, yeah. I did it with Brooke too, so like reading that we know each other well enough. So oh, like, so she's funny. like, yeah, he's not high. Yeah, he's, he's like, just he's him. full of shit. Like. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm. <laughs> so everybody else, everybody else walk in and be like, did he drop acid? I'm like, nah. <laughs> no, nope, that's just his brain. Him. Yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, that's the thing too. Like, have, try and have a good time with it. Something that people complain about, like pain or whatever, or just, you know, being tired. Have a good time with it. Okay. Then it kind of turns it off. Yeah, just have fun with it. Yeah. You know, and I mean, get beyond Keep it playful, the whole, bro. Keep it playful, <laughs> but get beyond the whole, be grateful you can still do this. Yeah. Like, be grateful you can still do this, yes. Like, obviously, motherfucker. Like, oh, yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> turn that off and just have fun. I've never, like, never once in my life have I been, like, taking my body for granted, because I think every person has enough pain in their body, like, oh, fuck, like, maybe i only got one day left, you know? Yeah. Like, it's I don't think bed. anyone who's, like, training, oh. who's, like, I um, need to be grateful for this, like... Maybe if you're, you just started when you're like 60 or something, you're fucking grateful that you're doing that, you know, that's in like, obvious, like it's fucking obvious that we're going to be grateful for it. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. Make that, make that obvious and then move beyond it. Yeah. Uh, well, dang. I'm happy. That was a cool concept. I like this it. is fun. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about some strength and conditioning shit. Yep. That's what we're doing next. Secrets. I'm sharing the secrets. Dark arts. Yes. Yeah. And uh, with the non-heavyweights, that's the clue I'll give you. Yeah. No heavyweights. I I like, and sometimes I like heavyweights, but a lot of times I don't like heavyweights. I like things to have a purpose and a goal. Yeah. My strength, with my strength conditioning is, um, it's not as, uh, I don't know, it's not as open. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it is, but it's a little bit more pointed in a direction. Than like my training for like my martial arts. Yeah. Of my imagination is steered. Of I do fa I tend to do phases that have a specific, not outcome because I don't know I don't necessarily know all the outcome, but I have a direction I'm moving in. You got a, you got some broad strokes. Yeah, I've got some broad very strokes. nicely yeah. carved broad strokes. strokes. And I kind of let the results do what the results do, but I'm moving in a certain way. Yeah. You know. Well, the thing is, like, just for like my strength and conditioning shit, like, if you're not hitting a bullseye, you're pretty fucking close, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it means that, like, you adjust from there. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're shooting a gun, you adjust your groups, you know, you adjust your thing, and there's very minute things. You're close, but you're, you yeah. can do a little better. You know? I like to adjust along the way under a general topic. Yeah. Of, But my general topic tends to be somewhat out there sometimes, as far as the strength and conditioning realm goes. Imagination. Which is imagination, use which it. is fun. Yeah. Keeps it fun. Which I think you need to use with strength and conditioning these days, because really so do. much bullshit is out there, and like... Oh, it's not just so much bullshit, too, is that um, what I'm discovering, and well, um, I'll go a little bit into this, is that um, things have been applied wrong. Mm-hmm. Of uh, you've taken one thing and stuck it on another thing, and thing it's going to help completely. Yeah. Like Olympic lifting. Um, has been kind of one of my pet peeves over the years. I love Olympic lifts. I'm big, I'm, I'm big into like explosive lifting. I learned Olympic lift when I was 18 and I, I love it. It's cool. I don't do it so much anymore because my body doesn't need that. But um, Olympic lifting is a sport. And the movements of Olympic lifting are sport. Mm -hmm. And someone realized that, oh, having explosive hips and triple extension applies to other sports yeah so olympic lifting for sport is a little bit different than olympic lifting for olympic lifting mm -hmm. i've got a book on that if you want to see it someday. but um <clears throat> that as a basis for strength training for sport is really bad and that the culture has actually there's a huge most of the culture built off that of mm -hmm. uh, this became what good training is for your sport and it's entirely wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sorry if I've offended you, but um, that's just that's the truth. <laughs> it's very much like fat is bad for you. If you go back to that original country, that was the seven country study, which was actually like a 22 country study that was basically financed by the American sugar industry. <laughs> and Propaganda. That these, are, these are the results we want. Right. 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 And so as as fat intake goes up, health goes down. Well, yeah, as sugar intake went up, health went down concurrently, and the other countries, they only took seven of the countries that you studied because they fit your mold and then tossed that. Well, our entire system of eating was based on that shit. And look what happened. Mm -hmm. 
And now everyone, yo, when I, in my, when I was in college and taking nutrition classes, that was the foundation yeah. of what is good for you. Yep. And no one knew outside of it. And now I know outside of it, I had to break all kinds of habits and dogmas and things. And because they were all wrong. Yeah. But it's so hard to do. Yeah. Right. And now I've done it. And like people still don't believe you because they think that that's, oh, but that was right. And that's what all this is based on. Well, the same thing with strength conditioning of, yeah, in the beginning, people were just applying concepts, right? But then those concepts became rules. Yeah. Of like when the founder dies, everything goes out the fucking window. Right. And now it's all of a sudden this is written down and it's just, it's, this becomes religion. Right. And people don't go outside of it because you'll go to hell, basically. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's know, the mentality behind it. That's the it, mentality yeah. behind it. And so I had to like, I just went to hell, bitches. Um, yeah. It's really what I did. But yeah, I just kind of, I had to break, to break myself out of that. Yeah. To, you know, I was locked into it for a little while. But always with the curiosity of other things. Yeah. And I had to like almost secretly train in other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, even with my martial arts, secretly, a lot of secret training. <laughs> um, but with my strength conditioning, same thing. A lot of secret training. <laughs> and now I'm kind of at where I'm at of, I realize that, you know, Olympic lifting for sport is not the foundation of, like, athletic movement. Yeah. It's a small bit to be used as it, sh- uh, as, it ne- as needed. It's not a, like, that's it. Yeah. And, you know, you're one of the very first people that ever believed me, like, wholeheartedly. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, buddy. Dove in. I pretty appreciate <laughs> it. But you see, yeah, like it, treat things as a puzzle piece, not as the. But it's, I think it'll also pay off in like uh, the grand scale when I'm like sixty. Gonna be great. Yep. <laughs> uh, everything's still gonna work. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. It's like when I'm at because that is probably my number one goal overall is to train as long as humanly possible at the fullest capacity possible. Yeah. That's, that's the goal. That's my goal now. Everyone's like, oh, you want to compete and do this? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But what I really want to do is train, teach, roll, do this as long as I fucking Forever. can. Yeah. yeah. As long until fucking no. bury me in McGee, man. Like, yeah, pretty <laughs> you know, much. Fucking Helio style. Yeah. But I mean, that's my motivation now too because I used to be like, there's no tomorrow. Yeah. Go. Yeah. And, and maybe there isn't a tomorrow, but hopefully I'll feel good enough today. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you know? and now like this is many tomorrows later, right? And I'm right. Putting myself back together, like, so, like oh, guess what? There is tomorrow, yeah. man. Oh boy, we gotta, we yeah. gotta change. There is tomorrow. We <laughs> oh, gotta shit. do some stuff. <laughs> Not dying today. Fuck. I, I ran out of ibuprofen. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Gotta, gotta, gotta tomorrow's take bottles run. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. funny. So, I guess a conversation for another time. Right. But we'll imagination that. within a sandbox. Gotta have it. Yeah, you gotta have it. As always, keep your coffee regular. Peace in, my friends.